What's happening, everybody? You're tuning in to Music and Motivation with Chris Davis. This is episode number 155, and it is an extra, extra special episode. I got one of the most inspirational, cool, calm, collected individuals I could find for this podcast, and it is my lovely wife, Miss Kelly Davis. How's it going? Oh, it is just tremendous. How are you doing? Oh, you know, it's been a long week and nobody knows it better than us, right? <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth, man? Yeah, right. Ain't that the truth? Um, Thanks for being here with me. I know your time is valuable and thanks for sharing it with me and our listeners, man. Absolutely. I am glad to be here. And if you are listening, man... Thank you, bro. This show does not happen without your continued support. So, thank you for being here as well. Happy to be here with you. Uh, Coming out just a hair late because we're trying something different. Uh, Recording in the evening, everybody. So, Yeah, we're going to have a little bit of a different vibe this evening. And that's all good. It's been a while since I've had a guest on. And I've never had my lovely wife on. And the reason for that, guys, is just... I mean, we do so much stuff together. We're in two bands together. We live together. We're married. Music and motivation has always kind of been like my thing. And it was something to do while I, while she was at work, you know, you know, but here we are and happy to have you on. And it's been a long time coming. If you guys didn't know, Kelly does a lot of work for the Comedy by Coincidence podcast. Most definitely. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, anything you'd like to plug here at the beginning while we got everybody's attention. Actually, yeah. Forgiving Tree has a show coming up this Friday. I don't know exactly when you're going to drop it, but... Oh, yeah. No, we're announcing that. So go... You're, All right. You're yeah. Too, Friday. Bro. Doors are at 7. And... We'll be playing with uh, Serve a Day and the Tyler Samuels Project. So you should most definitely come check us out at the Broadway Boat Bar, 7 p.m. It's boat themed. It's like kind of like pirate, Caribbean. It's pretty It's pretty dope. I, I've seen pictures. I've seen a walkthrough. We're going to have a great time. And currently, I know there's a little bit of snow in the prediction. It's on, baby. Unless you hear from this mouth. It is on. It is going it down. It is going down. So we want to see you there. And you know what? If you make it, it's going to be extra special. We're going to go extra hard for you. Totally. So. But uh, outside of that, check out Forgiving Tree on our socials. YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook to keep up to date with all of our live shows because we got stuff in the works. So it'll be exciting. You should find them. It's either Forgiving Tree or The Forgiving Tree. Uh excellent man so you are a bassist extraordinaire you are a awesome and incredible wife um you are a tremendous i'm just gonna say social worker because that's i mean you do a lot of it but that's not necessarily your job tremendous you you got a great heart how about we say that you know what i mean you take care of a lot of people and you're somebody that people could really look up to. So that's why I really wanted to have you on. Um, you inspire me to keep pushing a lot of days. Because, uh, you know, we all have tough days. But you have some tough days, too. And you tell me some horror stories that we're not going to get into on this show. Maybe some some other day. 
but uh, man, you do a lot for a lot of people, and you inspire the shit out of me, so I'm, I'm here to tell you that. Well, thank you. I can say the very same about you. You keep me going, buddy. Thanks, bud. Um, let's see. I want to start before I met you, though, because... I mean, you're an amazing bassist in two awesome bands right now. You've been in a lot of bands. Um, I kind of want to talk about what was your very first instrument? My very first instrument. Oh, my gosh. I'd say the first one I really regularly practiced in any capacity would be piano. I started that one in about first grade. And I'm really glad that I started there because it gave me a really good, solid foundation for the instruments I'd go on to learn. I played violin from third grade through senior year of high school. So hold on, hold on, hold on. You played piano first, then you went on to violin? Yeah. As second? Okay. Yeah, I didn't take that on until uh, it was part of the school curriculum, actually. So third grade was when that set in. So I had like two years of piano under my belt. Got me real familiar with the treble clef. Um, after a little bit, I kind of dropped off on the piano. I had a crazy... <laughs> crazy teacher? No, no, no. No, oh, curriculum. No, it was my schedule. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea how my parents met, like, managed it. Two kids running to and from everywhere. There was no, there was no stopping. We were ships passing in the night at the Give hub. me a couple of examples of extracurriculars you were doing. Oh, gosh. Because um, obviously we got piano, so we got a little bit of instrument in I there. I had piano. I played for two basketball teams. Wow. I had a volleyball team. I was going wow. to school full time. Yeah, so homework. Uh, homework. Yeah. Barely squeezing in time with friends. You had practices. You had tournaments. I had, again... Any number of practice hours I had to put in for my school orchestra, which I was actively doing, and choir, which I was actively doing, and it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a nutty, nutty extracurricular schedule, but it keeps you off the streets. That's what extracurriculars are there for, and you did a good job of that. So yeah, eventually piano kind of tapered off. I kind of did that a little more casually, like I'd pick stuff up on my own here and there, but I stopped formally doing lessons, devoted most of my time to violin until senior year, when again, honestly, got a little tired of being so busy all the time. Yeah, yeah, understandably so, understandably so. That's what college is about. Now you can define your schedule a little bit. And that's where a lot of people lose their minds. You know, and understandably so, you know, you've been restricted and, you know, every second has been accounted for up until now. Now that you got a little bit of freedom, you you want to experiment a little bit. But it seems like you kept your, your shit together pretty well. Tried. Tried Did what you best. could. Did what you could. You still got out in four years, you know. Tried a lot of people, that. including your boy, don't even pull that off, you know. And no disrespect if you don't. It's hard these days. And also, hey, if you're listening to this and thinking about going to college, I want you to truly consider not going to college. Because every every other mofo is going to tell you that it's just so necessary these days. And for some fields, it absolutely is. You want to be a doctor? Chris Davis can't be a doctor unless I go to eight years of school. Okay, that's just how it is. Unless you're talking about the rock and roll doctor, which I definitely am. But, You're not wrong. I love that for you. You know, but 
But, like, especially our, like, creative friends. How many of them have we talked to that have told us, I didn't need it, in hindsight? I truly wish the second in college I switched to music major that I had just dropped out and gone after the music whole time. Or or did the exact same trajectory I did after school Mm -hmm. then. Because I'd be that much more ahead of the game so if you're going for music or entertainment or whatever you know go stop you know do a do a reality check and tell yourself i don't need to spend the fourteen thousand dollars or whatever sixty thousand dollars okay okay but sorry 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 this is about this is about kelly i'm sorry i'm sorry but kelly here um when did you pick up the bass is that next after violin? It was. It was. I'm trying to remember if I picked it up at all while I was still in high school. Oh, sorry. I want to say I kind of toyed around with it just the tiniest little bit back in high school, but I really didn't start picking it up in any really serious capacity until college. Because I remember going and picking... No. Was it a gift to you? Or did you buy it? I bought the first one. Yeah, I remember going and I looking with you. One. That's what I was thinking. I I thought we went to Fazio's and looked at that one. We sure did. But uh, you weren't in the band yet. In fact, I no, don't think I was not. asking you to. Nope. Unlike most people where I would ask, <laughs> we'd have a show scheduled and be like, hey, I need you <laughs> to learn an instrument. No, honestly, no I think, I, if I'm remembering correctly, the only reason I'd really thought to pick it up was so we could jam kind of in our free time. Yeah. Like, I don't Give think the Book and Joe project even really started coming together at that point again. Yeah, that was like, like sophomore year of college. Or yeah. At least the summer going into it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that freshman year or earlier that summer even, like, I really picked it up. But it kind of felt like cheating because, again, with... The violin and the piano being a lot of my background, I was already familiar with, like, the bass club. And, in all honesty, the violin and the bass are essentially just (laughs) the same instrument with the strings flipped. Yeah. So if you can figure one out, you can kind of somewhat intuitively figure the other one out. So I kind of cheated my way (laughs) into that one. You know, maybe, (laughs) that's just an idea. Maybe you should just flip it up. be a really cool trick you go full Jimi hendrix on it with the bass you know flip well, the bass the other one way thing at a time. Way, you know what i mean but going on going on going on i think you might if you think about it that way you might have better luck at it than me i was trying that the other day with guitar it's it's tough it's a toughie uh, mm, i've only ever done fretwork with the left hand i don't know how suddenly throwing old righty in the mix no, yeah with. it doesn't go very well righty doesn't do it <laughs> Right, right. Does I don't know about all that, (laughs) but um, but hey, it's a good skill to practice, I guess. I mean, hey, heck of a heck of a stage. So, what was your first band you joined? Hmm. I gotta say, it was probably the one with Book and Joe. That wasn't really a band since it was unnamed. No. And they played zero shows. With yeah. Them, so but we did not some very light songwriting at that point. And beyond that, I think 
I kind of stepped pretty much straight into that first iteration of American Absinthe. So you were in the very first lineup of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. American Absinthe went through a couple different lineups. It went through a lot of lineups, actually. Probably four, if not five in total. So that's a lot of people who were in and out of that band all the time, bro. Oh, yeah. It was insane. That band was the closest we came to being in like a Grateful Dead Santana band. It was pretty cool. I I love and cherish those memories. There were a lot of good times. (laughs) There were a lot of bad bad, 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 times. There were a lot of really good times. There were a lot of really bad times. Yeah, it was a it was a trip, dude. It really was. It was the Great American Trip, and I'm glad we got to experience it. Oh yeah. I like this band. This band has more of a rush vibe because we're pretty straight edge with this band. We haven't done anything super nutty. We're not, you know what I mean. Gallivanting, Grateful Dead style all over the place. You know. We like had a gridlock on all of the rock venues and households in Williamsburg the whole college time. Like, oh, oh yeah, nothing was experience. off limits, dude. Nothing was off limits. And in fact, we, we kind of planned up it all that over way. Town. It was like, what do we just do? A bar show? Let's try to get a frat show next. Those are fun. <laughs> oh, I love the frat shows, especially you know, going into college. And I never joined a frat, guys. I want to say this. You know, you don't have to. Even if you don't, doesn't mean you can't be friends with them. I had lots of a, a lot of frat friends. In fact, I would play their frats, and again, because we were friends, I went to college thinking frats were nothing but filled with meatheads who couldn't had no social skills and had to pay for friends. Not necessarily true, but uh, they were they were they were fun people, bro. Very nice people, super supportive. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of the nicest people we've met. So, shout Absolutely. out to Clark Burlich, who was the closest thing to a manager, a successful manager we ever had, and he was, you know, still a great friend. Really good dude. Just really good dude. He joined American Absinthe. What? That lasted for, oh my god, five years? Mm, it's four, four years. Four years. Because that first year I was in the cleave. So that was where I was I about to say American Absinthe worked out really well. Because, like, sophomore year was my first year out in that township full time. And right around when I started there, the cleave had dissolved. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, tell, okay, that brings up a fair point. BS. Let's talk about some, some hardships we, went, we all went through. Um, tell us a little bit about going from high school to college what would you go would you go to college for and where'd you go to college freshman year okay so my freshman year of college big old britches kelly decided she was gonna go ahead and be an ot so to make that major work because mind you i was at missouri state yeah which at the time didn't have an ot program they were working on it didn't have it yet if you wanted to go on that track you had to go in the catch-all health studies major well to put it bluntly it was really difficult for me to meet people out there 
everybody kind of went with their group of high school yeah. friends. I tried clubs and stuff. Just didn't really fall into any crowds. Loved the town. Loved being out there. Just couldn't really get a foothold in. So, sophomore year, I kind of did the same equivalent at UCM, but there it was community health. Right. So, so we were going for the same, same major, but under a different name, Avenue. Yeah, right. essentially. Um, yeah, and that was kind of my... That was kind of what I graduated under. My I tell you, it was a tough year not having you around. I went to UCM, and I had at least two to three friends that I went with. At least I had a couple people around. But it was great to have you come, and it, it was a, only then that we were able to create a semi-reliable band. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you what, when half the band is accounted for at all times, it makes it pretty easy. It does. It really does. You never have to wonder where the other person's going to end up eventually. You're just like, well, half the band. I like to believe it makes our band communication a lot better, because at least we can generally speak for each other's schedule and stuff. Yeah. But, um... Gosh, we keep getting off topic. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. Terrible host, terrible host. Um, no, we're just chatting. So, just for the history books, American Absinthe dissolved at the end of our my last year at college. Was that 2019? Were you 20? Yeah, I graduated 2019, May 2019. So it was like April 2019. Everybody was pretty bummed that. I was leaving town. We had one big show planned out, and tensions were pretty high, so they didn't even. They ended up not even wanting to do the show, and we had like a house party, anyways. And honestly, that house party, we played some stuff. Wow! I remember improvising a lot. It was like an EDM thing. I think you played some stuff. If yeah. I remember no, correctly. but we had a guy come up and beatbox too. And, That's fair. And some improv. I think we did like a karaoke night by the end of it. It was you sure kinda, did. I sure did. Oh god. <laughs> you sure did. I, I got some nice trouble. videos. I they may have been pictures in hindsight. Yeah, that's okay. I got like one or two pictures that night, but it was yeah, what it was. It was what it was. And yeah. It didn't end on the highest of no, notes, but no. we did have some good times in there before things fell apart. A lot of different iterations, a lot of different people coming and going. Mostly just because people would graduate or people would drop out of college. Or it just kind of wasn't... Wasn't their wasn't thing. their focus at the time. Yeah, in order for them to be successful at school, they had to do other things. Or in order for us to be friends, we had to not be in a band. Yeah. <laughs> there was one. Shout I love you guys. You know who I'm talking about. I love you. Hey, but at least you were mature enough as people to be able to make that call. Hey, we're still great friends. In fact... True. I, I just called that before, so... You're right. You're absolutely um, right. And the Bay. It just doesn't feel right talking about American Absence without talking about the Bay. Right. The Bay was the bar of choice for a few years until it shut down. It was the best of times and the worst of times, they, they for had, sure. We had some great shows there. 
I think we had some of our best turnouts at concerts at the Bay, but also... <laughs> some of our worst shows. There was <laughs> some, of some really sloppy performances mixed in there as well, and I'm faulting myself entirely on a few of those. Don't get me mistaken it's okay. here. That was a wild band. We were wild people. But it felt uh, like we were the house band almost, and it holds a special place in my heart for that reason, because yeah. toward the end there, we kind of were the house band. <laughs> But we, here's the deal. We never got paid. Yeah, that was the worst of times that part was, of it. That was like... <laughs> like, we keep... We can look as fondly as we want. We stopped doing it because we didn't get paid for any no, of it. And absolutely. It was total bullshit. No, Especially because they took paid. the free booze away, too. So it was just like, what are we doing this for? They got... Dis- <laughs> they dissolved. And before we would have gotten our last paycheck... Um, yeah, someone involved who I'm not gonna, you know, name drop because that's not cool. Yeah, not kosher. that's fine. Didn't hear. Didn't hear again. Didn't hear from him again. Which is, you know, understandable. If you can't keep the roof, you can't pay the band necessarily, but still hurt. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about now. So you're in two bands, is it right now? Yes. Yeah, actually. Tell us a little bit about your other project. We heard a little bit about Forgiving Tree and their concert coming up. What's your other band? So, my other project, also with the lovely you, is the Jazz Operators. Um, You know, we like to throw down some funky jazz beats every once and again. Get in some standards, throw out some jams when we're feeling it. Nice. Only when we're feeling it. <laughs> we talk very elegantly about music. I love, love it. We don't really have anything big scheduled so no, far as no. I know, so I, I don't really know. It's just a project, but it's but cool we're a, ja- we're a jazz four-piece, and we're making it work. What, uh, what instruments you got in the band? Uh, we got a bassist, a pianist, a saxophonist, and a drummer. Anything with a saxophone is really cool, so I'd love to hear it sometime. Um, go check out the Jazz Operators on Facebook. That's the best way to catch their stuff. Um, how about your other band? Uh, Forgiving Tree. We talked about them a little bit. Yeah, what's we their style? Show. Um, we've been endearingly calling the project edgy hippie in terms of style. It's hard to explain a little bit, but I think our backgrounds and listening to a lot of the music that came out in the 60s and the 70s, as well as like a lot of the 90s era grunge alternative scene kind of impacted our overall sound. I think we do a good job at, uh, you know, incorporating a lot of different styles and keeping it fresh, but I think you definitely hear those influences like most prominently throughout the songs. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. Um, having fun with it? Oh yeah, most definitely. Most of the time, you know. Most of the time. <laughs> As drop, any good, <laughs> hey, the way I look at it, with any good group of people that communicates very strongly, you're gonna have a little, you're gonna have a little bit of butt in the heads. Okay. Right. It's okay. There's some growing pains while you figure people it's out. Okay. But it's okay. That's how you get stronger as a collective, and that's how you gotta look at it. With any good drummer is gonna come some good problems. Hey, we weren't singling nobody no, out now. No, no, no. 
Um, this is true for any band. Um, let me see. Yeah, trying to think. We've been getting our stage legs under us, and I think this next one at Broadway Boat Bar is really gonna help us to build that stage stamina, you know? Because I oh, think yeah. this will definitely, by and large, be the longest pool played in one go as a group. one band. And that's going to be super fun. Certainly the longest we've played Why? on stage in years. <coughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to... Hey, we can look at this like the cross-eyed cricket show we never got that's true. Because <laughs> that one also would. But. Let me uh, switch topics a little bit on us. Um, so, obviously, married you. The love of my glad life. Glad for it. Yeah. Better for it every day of my life. Thank you. Grateful. All that good j- jazz, you know. Um. I want to talk a little bit about the getting ready to get married process, man. Because mm-hmm. it was a lie. Specifically, yes, not only because we were trying to get married mm-hmm. and plan a wedding. We were also trying to build our first careers out of college. We were trying to buy a house in a housing market that was fizzucked because it's 25 minutes in i can say that it was fizzucked everybody um yeah i mean we put two offers down on houses before we found this one and this was our third offer we put in we had to put it down 30 minutes after we left the house tour and we had to be we had to go all in with it. Yeah, we had to go over the asking we price, too. To, which, at the time, was not the case anymore. That's what totally. What we did looked yeah. very, very reasonable. <laughs> but, yeah, no, at the time, it was unheard of. And... Um, but it, it's what... We actually did... We only put in, like, a thousand over. So it really wasn't that crazy. And the people we got it from were also about our age and very just... They looked like us three years older. And I was like, uh. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I was like, oh, When they passed man. it off to Key, I think they thought the same thing. They were like, oh, these wow. hippies. He was wearing a Cheech and Chong shirt and looked yeah. like me. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I think we met their dog first. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, what was your favorite thing about planning the wedding? Favorite thing about planning the wedding... I think my favorite thing was just imagining all of the possibilities for the day. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. Oh, man. I the was excitement just, it was, and absolutely. Like, imagining how it's going to be. Picturing what I thought the final product, like the final walk end down. Was yeah. Look like. I mean, I'm, I was imagining you walking down the aisle and I was going to look and I was like so stunned when it actually did that. I was like, oh, wow. It's nothing I could have imagined. Well, even as silly as it sounds, I was excited to see how the room would look with, like, the centerpieces and oh, stuff like that. Oh, we did so much work on with all With all that. those tie-dyes yeah. and the nice little... We went all out. ...floating glasses. I was like, oh, I just can't wait to see it all up. And even better yet was it still exceeded my expectations. I was Every still blown bit. away. A hundred Two times. Two times. Two times. Baby. Oh, that's the part we forgot to put in there with the, the added motherfucking stresses of 
setting up a wedding, getting married, buying a house, finding careers. We were planning not one, those weddings. Those. Those weddings, because COVID. We're going to say it was COVID. There were other reasons too, but you know, we COVID love, was we a love very everybody. Big one. We'll say this love was the reason. Love was the reason, okay? And COVID. Family means a lot to us, and making sure that everybody was happy and healthy was a, was a big huge priority. priority. So, I think my favorite part was the, our drives on the weekends where we would go and look at venues. Yes, that was a lot of fun. And I, I mean, I, I don't even, it's not like, I'm sure you drove too, a little bit. I, I remember driving the Civic to go look at ones way the f- fuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But it was beautiful and it was an awesome way to wake up. We'd each go, I, we'd well, be like, it's going to be sketchy. a bit of a drive. Let's, I mean, normally the Civic isn't sketchy. It had a, it had a moment. Well, that's we all saying. have moments. It wasn't being sketchy at that point. <laughs> yeah. We all have moments. It was great. <laughs> it had a moment, dude. It was <laughs> sick, dude. We had to make it happy and healthy again. But uh, we care. No, but seriously, uh, driving, I think my favorite part of setting up the weddings was our drives in the mornings, especially on Sundays. We'd wake up, we'd go get ourselves a coffee with a gift card or something and, you know, go for an hour drive to Defiance or to Washington, Missouri to go look at, you know beautiful places and talk to people who we'd have 15 plus minutes in just like the woods it was awesome yeah and there were plenty of beautiful places we could have gone i just i i I think we did right on all accounts yeah i think we did great absolutely um not only your dream wedding my dream wedding i think it was awesome absolutely favorite part of Wedding number one. Wedding number one. Oh, man. You know, the whole, like, right right before and right as I walked in to the actual, like, church setting where everybody was. Oh, that was kind of magical. Oh, man. Well, and again, (laughs) I had, like, a little powwow with my dad down in the stairwell. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) For a little while before I walked up, and it was really cute. It was, yeah, really it was really cute. Oh, at least you had a good buddy to talk to. I was kind of, uh, I had a lot of people. <laughs> I was kind of losing it out front a little bit. Well, and for a minute, like, oh my gosh, it felt like an eternity. I must only have been in there for like two to five minutes, but it <laughs> felt so long. Like, because, like, all the girls were, with, like, in the stairwell with me for a little bit, but naturally, like, everybody's going to get situations. Yeah, yeah, they got to go get in line and all that. Right, and it felt like forever, and we're just standing there, like, you know. Are they, uh, are, are they ready for us? <laughs> well, like, we're both are, trying. Are we, are, are we screwing this up? We're both trying so hard not to cry. Yeah, too. Like, so hard. High at this point and so both of us being like emotional signposts <laughs> we're just kind of like yup toward the end <laughs> for the last little bit like uh, mm-hmm, like king of the hill style yeah like i'm ready i suppose but like it was so so wonderful 
getting to look up at you right when the door is open. Like, I knew everybody was looking at me, and in any other circumstance, I would have been horrified. <laughs> yeah, but you had but something else But it didn't matter, because I was just oh, looking at you, baby. Same here, buddy. Same here. Way to not fall. Yeah. Good job. That's why we didn't wear heels. Strategic, Strategic moves. Strategic moves. I would have bitten the carpet. You amazing, girl. <laughs> and then, okay. I was not expecting to be handed a box of crayons. Me neither. That was not in... <laughs> that was not I, in the you list know, of things that I thought would happen. Guys, but, okay. You know, one of the cute. One of the other things we had to do that a lot of people don't have to do <laughs> is we went through this, not necessarily couples therapy, but it was like couples classes... With they were the marriage prep classes. Marriage prep classes. Yeah, yeah. that's sorry. I, I just didn't couldn't think of it. No, 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 it's all good. With the uh priest who was going to do it, we probably had to go meet with him. It was supposed to be like it six to eight to be times. A lot, and but... we I think I mean COVID happened, guys. It's not like we're bad Catholics. He and he was a he's an older kind of uh, you know, husky gentleman and he was you know very nervous about covid as well as we and all were you know he was one of two two priests, priests on deck so so like he was a, a <laughs> needed man for. yeah not to mention he kind of runs the place so uh so he did what he we, could. we probably met with him four times and it was very it was good honestly uh not the most ideal thing scheduling that was a con with the scheduling that part but honestly we're all better for it and he was a very good very good and polite and respectful and admirable guy shout out father p oh, um dude. We, we talked about getting dinner with him and then things just kept getting worse yeah things just kept getting worse and uh i hope he's healthy me too um your favorite thing about wedding number two? Favorite thing about wedding number two? I just loved how how carefree everybody felt. That was lovely. You know, I loved that everybody felt like the pressure was off. We're all just there to be having a, a good, good time, time celebrating with each other. Getting to do something we hadn't gotten to do in God knows how long at that point. Knowing it wasn't going to last forever, but still just going in on it, if only for a day. You know, and as as short as the ceremony was, I kind of liked that we, we planned the whole thing. We put some Catholic stuff in there. We did. We stuck to it. And again, we did everything we could to keep the venue open and keep it... As minimally crowded as possible, and I think we did pretty much I think everything. It was tight. We, good, we a good thing. also also they didn't charge us for the alcohol our friends stole after they closed the bar. Yeah, that did make shout me a out to bit those bartenders. I was upset with our friends there actually, and I yeah. was pretty messed up. <laughs> But, I mean, it is... I didn't take any of the alcohol that they stole. Admittedly, it's hilarious. I didn't take any either because I figured they would for sure be mad at that point, but... They closed the bar and then our drunk friends started raiding it again. And just pouring themselves whatever. And it was kind of truly funny, but... 
I was like, guys, we're I'm paying for this. Yeah, like, what are you doing? You're fucking yourself at your wedding because you don't think I'm not going to do this back to you for sure. But. Absolutely. Shout out Brent and Christian. If you guys ever get married, you know I'm doing that to you guys. Because I watched Brett initiate that shit. Either Brett or Caitlin. I'm. I'm. Dallas too. Dallas. He was too. back there. Da- I mean, too. Dallas was getting any alcohol he could. So whatever. I 100% saw Caitlin and Dallas do it, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Everybody else, I was trying very hard not to see it for plausible deniability. Yeah. <laughs> but what was your What was your favorite part? You said the bar. I. I uh-huh. let me just go back. I don't think I said my favorite thing about wedding number one. Um. The reception for wedding number one was pretty special for me. Oh, totally. Um, in all sorts of ways. But, uh, yeah, I will say this, that I, the ceremony of wedding number one was kind of like my dream wedding. So, like, the ceremony, as long as it was, as kind of uncomfortable as it was for some people, I'm, I'm very grateful for everybody for wanting to be a part of it. I'm very grateful that it happened. I'm very grateful of our location. I always kind of dreamed of getting married at St. Joe's. and I mean, I went there from kindergarten to eighth grade, guys. You guys, uh, I had to go to mass there every Wednesday for like nine years of my life, gang. So I always pictured it as a kid. And it was wonderful to see the most beautiful woman in my life walk down the aisle to me. So that was pretty cool. Um... So yeah, I'll say the ceremony on wedding number one. Even though the reception on that, both were—I mean, everything tremendous. It both went off without a hitch. Nobody got sick, and just like best people imaginable at both. Um, second one, that walk down, you walking down was a little bit more like beautiful outside. It was just like picture perfect, dude. But um. Like your dad walking you down the... That was pretty amazing. Um, It was also pretty amazing to have, like, just our friends from all over the place and every age and angle. All kicking and partying and it doesn't matter if I know you, I'm drinking with you. That's what I'm saying. Here's the other thing, guys. The energy at that one was just very cool. Like, not that having the family was not intensely special and wonderful, because it absolutely was. It was. No. Yeah. But, like, especially the We talked about getting married in college and having all these crazy, like, a, a crazy college wedding and stuff like that. It was kind of the closest thing we could ever come to that, as well as doing a respectful. Us. Yeah, it was very us. <laughs> it Tie-dye. was very us. Every every hippie we ever knew, and just yeah, man, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Um. So 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 grateful for those two amazing nights. Both the most awesome nights of my life. And I'm grateful for every day I get spent with you. Thank you again for being here with me today. And every day. You bet. Wouldn't be anywhere else. Um, anything anything I forgot to bring up that we talked about. Hmm. 
wanted to talk about your music history. I wanted to talk a little bit about your band history. I wanted to talk... Who's, uh, just for our listeners who really love the music, who's, like, your top three to five favorite bands? Well... If you're gonna... Rating them has always been very difficult yeah. for me, so I'm gonna try to do, That's like, why I say three to five, so it'll give yeah. you a little bit of wiggle room. I right now. Say, How about that? Okay. Right All right. Now. So, currently, a lot of the bands that I find myself doubling back to are... Highly suspect, big one. Nice. Oh my gosh, just been earworms all across the board. Uh, Bad Flower, it's another one I've been really hitting hard, um, for sure. Um, I've been going back and listening to a lot of, particularly, My Chemical Romance, Soundgarden, and Avenged Sevenfold recently. But it hasn't been almost exclusively that. I've been throwing a couple other yeah. things here in the mix. But if I had to give, you know, two that two that I've recently been on and five goldies, that have kind of yeah, been, a couple goldies. Yeah, there I'd say go. it's a pretty solid scope. Of course, you know, we get some Foo Fighters in there occasionally. But okay, we're gonna. Um, oh, favorite concert you've ever attended. Okay, so, I, it's, again, another tough one to put it, put a number on it, but, yeah, I think, so many concerts like we have, yeah, I think probably one of my favorites would have had to have been, (laughs) I think it was Uproar, and not Point Fest this year, but, it was definitely a festival. I'd been there all day. And it was the day before I was set to have knee surgery. <laughs> so I'm up there at Verizon Wireless in the yard with my leg in a full cast. <laughs> my ACL is blown. Like, I am hobbling. No crutches. I haven't been to the hospital yet. I, I don't haven't know fixed it either. Yeah, so I know what's bad. wrong, but, like, I don't... <laughs> nothing's good to be done about it for right yeah, now. And it's still hurting. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't so much hurt unless I, like, put it at a specific angle at this point in time. But it makes a lot more sense to wear a cast than to have it at, uh... Yeah. What would you say that is? 75 degrees? Right. (laughs) The whole concert? Um, (laughs) so, I just remember, like, it was one of the first times I got to see Avenged Sevenfold, and at the time, they were... Your favorite band. Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. I got to hear songs I never thought I'd hear played, just being in with my people and seeing, like, the collective crowd and how they operate together. You know, it's different from show to show, but that show, that crowd, they were in it, and it was just something special. I remember I ended up kind of, like, on the outskirts of a pit, but everybody was pretty mindful of my leg, and people would pop out from it to be like, what's wrong with you? And I'd be like, ACL be like hardcore and then they'd pop back into the (laughs) (laughs) but there was just something really magical about that show i'm 90 percent sure i went with nikki and she's my go-to on the concerts and she just always makes it a very special experience but yeah had a great time that year great great concert buddies um no that's a great concert story Though seeing Dave Grohl on the throne of guitars was an that was special. Cool I can't experience. believe we caught that tour. 
That was so cool. <laughs> and the Westboro Baptist Church was there They're outside protesting. the venue protest. And our room was swanky as swanky. Swanky. We accidentally stole a cup and left a cupcake yeah. at a bakery, which will not be named. That's all right. I was just upset because I wanted that cookie. It, w- it, it would have been dinner. Yeah. Nowhere else was open. It was terrible, and we were broke, so it's not like we could have ordered no fancy thing from fancy room, right? Schwancy fancy thing. room food probably was thirty bucks for a thing of mac and cheese. You know? Yeah, it would have been ridiculous. So, um, Kelly, thank. Uh, okay, no, that sounds pretty crazy. Um, I think we're gonna Which end one? it there oh, on the wait, interview. You didn't we give did... me one. What? Oh, Your you want favorite story. concerts? Yeah, I feel cheated. Favorite, my favorite concert? Well, that's I was trying to get out of here before I had to do this because I don't want to decide. <laughs> There's too many, man. Give me a good one then. You don't have to okay. make it your favorite. Just give me First a good one. First time we saw Dead and Company. Oh, despite, yeah. Despite <laughs> everything, still probably my favorite <laughs> all-time concert oh, experience. Boy. Though this last Dead and Company show probably has the ringer for and in my mind will probably be the more special of the two just because I spent time with every person except my siblings mind you they're in college and could not be there on a Monday dead and company why'd you schedule it for a fucking Monday (laughs) it'd be different if it was in summer like you think a summer tour would but again this is summer (laughs) September 13th so whatever but I did like all of my best friends who I always talked about bringing to a show my pa- both of my parents Curdo um Nick Nick uh, among other people you know my my co-workers uh from TKO just and again my best eight of my best friends like everybody made even dan who started the day in tennessee on his birthday i was like i got you a ticket to dead somehow that man made it there he made it like at the big about a third of the way into second set i was like you made it dude and they still got at least an hour playing so like you made it did you wander around he's like "I, i had to check out the shakedown street before i came in but I could hear it out there, so it's all good. I was like, yeah, you gotta. It was a pretty amazing show, all things considered. And I was amazed. The set list was pretty tight, too. Bob Weir sounded better, better Well, I, the yeah. second show. Like, two better. years later. He looked Three, two no, years younger. Four years yeah. later. It was crazy, bro. He's been sucking the life force out of Bill. But... Oh, Chris's favorite oh, concert was a Grateful Dead concert? Yeah, of course. What would you want from me, man? Of course, that's the answer you get. So, that's what you got. Although, Leonard Skinner's ZZ Top was pretty tight, too. But, oh, I bet. That's oh, that was tremendous. Or that one uh, El Monstero concert where you looked at the guy up uh, on with your the midget. Oh, and I, I'm sorry if midget isn't the correct term, guys. What's the correct term? He was a little person, and he was tremendous. He was a great guy. We we had a bond, and my friends ditched me. So, I mean, I helped him get a better view. He, he shared what he had. Okay, keep an eye on the clock. The maximum recording time, 60 minutes. So, we got to... 
Anything else you want to tell us for your interview? Anything else you want our listeners to know? I just want to remind you that, again, Forgiving Tree Band. This Friday, March 11th. Servant Day and Tyler Samuels Project at the Broadway Boat Bar. Jam Sandwich, guys. You don't want to miss it. A Jamwich. Three of the best local bands. 7 p.m. You better come out. I want to see you there. Doors at 7. Door price is 10 bucks a person. And all ages welcome. Got that no mask or vax requirements. Um, love to see you there. And look uh, out for more upcoming shows. We have a few on the books, and we'll likely have a few more coming up in the not-so-distant future. You can find Kelly at anywhere on social media with The Forgiving Tree. Go check out The Forgiving Tree on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. And uh, do you want to give your Insta... No, no, she she don't want to. And then, uh, there right now. I'm yeah, go check out Forgiving Tree on. Yeah, if you want to see her on Insta, go check out Forgiving Tree. And um, sorry, but you'll have to pay for that. Real quick, just a couple things. We're I want to do just a couple of our segments real quick. We'll yeah. bust through them five minutes. Let's do it. Let's tips for surviving the week. Give, Give me a tip for surviving the week, Kelly. Oh my gosh! All right, tips for surviving the week. Sometimes when you're feeling down and you're feeling like you want to stop going at work, you have to put it into perspective or whatever you're doing. If your day, you're just feeling tired, you don't want to go, you don't want to go to the store. You got to think through all the stuff that you've done. Be kind to yourself for all the stuff that you've done. And think about yourself, right? Use that to propel you forward. Look at what you've done. Look at the task ahead of you and say, I got this. Yeah, and that's all about managing perspective. To be able to look at where you've been, look at where you want to be, and look at where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. But also being able to say it could be a lot worse, too. Totally. Could oh be, or remembering when it wasn't as good as it is now. Absolutely. Close that Thank you. Uh, another one you just said there, tip number two, guys. Be kind to yourselves. I'm very guilty of this. I I can be very hard on myself. And, you know, the world's unkind anyways. Why you gotta be unkind to yourself? Kind of try to train or untrain your brain. Be mean to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, The more times you think it, the more likely you are to keep thinking it. Right. And then tip number... You got more tips for surviving the week? You're one of my favorite people who, like, helps me push through, so... Make time to goof off. Schedule yourself some time to be a bum or to go put some sticky bombs on some bean machines in GTA. (laughs) Whatever you gotta do. Even on your busiest day, guys, make sure you got an hour of goof time somewhere in there. Even if you gotta sit in the back window and curse out some squirrels. Like, if that's what helps you decompress, you do it, boo-boo. That's what you do in between your 11 a.m. meeting and your 1 p.m., you know, whatever. <laughs> Screaming into the void, you know? <laughs> it's like the Grinch looking at his to-do list when they ask him to come down to Whoville. Yep. <laughs> it's a great metaphor. I'm on it. Um, any tips for musicians? Well, you gotta practice. Keep practicing. That's always tips say, number one. You know? Yeah. You gotta. We all guilty of skipping it, and who's it cheating? Yourself. Yourself and your audience. 
YouTube. Right. Think about them. Think about That's them. That's a noble. That's a noble. You're cheating. You're, You're practicing cheating. for other people, dude. What are you... That's that's incredible. Be beyond yourself. Yeah. Practice. Put on your best possible show for your mom and your grandma. That's right. That's and, what and her sister Rosie. Yeah. We love it. Uh, who yeah. thinks you're hot? <laughs> we love Rosie. Um, uh, similarly, be kind to yourself. As a musician, yeah, it's so easy to... Especially in the digital age when you got so many videos of musicians trying to get their shit out there. You're going to see every single uh, virtuoso, Mm -hmm. you know. Your skill level is where you're at right now. You can always get better. That's why you got to practice. Well, and if you feel like you're bad and like you you can't take chances because you're bad, you won't get better and you'll stay there. So you can't let yourself think yourself into being Bad. bad. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have decided to pick up the instrument, you're already cooler than 70% of people who, you know, because you've said, hey, I can do this. I want to do this, and I think I can. And that's just, yeah. that's that's the winner's mindset right there. It's you didn't savage. think yourself out of picking it up in the first place, and that's arguably the hardest step in the whole process. Tip number three, guys. Remember, it's all about having fun with music, man. Uh, if you got into music, you got into it because you loved it, some aspect of it, right? Absolutely. So try to remember that, especially on a show day or when you're trying to plan a gig. It's easy to let the stress and anxiety take over, but uh, it's all for the fun. So go out there and have fun. Well, and also, yeah. bonus tip, music's all about the community and the vibe you create. So think about that. Yeah. Think about what that means to you. And think about what you can do to bring that vibe to you. Right. Um, give us one album for album of the week this week. Stadium Arcadium by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Excellent. That's a good choice. Busting that one. There's a lot of songs on that one too, guys. So that's a good one. Got a lot of real estate. And boy, howdy, if there isn't not a skippable track on the whole thing. I love it. Masterpiece start to finish. Tremendous. Worth listening then some. Um, Kelly, hey, thanks for this episode. I know it was kind of a longer one than we planned, but it's a good one. It's Goldie. Thanks for being here, and hey, if you guys listen to this whole thing, man, thank you. I want you're you to a savage. comment hashtag true savage. Do we need to put out a savage of the week? You're the savage of the week, mofo. Aw, <laughs> thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> you're you're the biggest savage. So, kill it this Shots. Friday at the show. You're gonna do awesome, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure you will too. Um. And, hey, if you listen to this whole show, guys, thank you, guys. Comment True Savage or call in and leave a voicemail. I got the voicemail link in the description below, guys. Um, Mad love and respect. I hope you guys have a tremendous week. If you're down in the dumps, man, hey, take some of those tips from Surviving the Week and musicians and music lovers. Kill it this week, man. Write out those goals. Cross them off. Be a motherfucking savage, okay? Uh, just like Kelly. <laughs> and if you come out to the show on Friday, I'm going to give you an extra special show, dude. 
is going to be tremendous. And these other bands, no, these these other bands aren't no joke though. And you're going to want to hear them now before they're big and famous. And it's sixty bucks a show to get or sixty bucks a ticket to get in. So come on out, okay? And if the weather's a little shitty, you know, you can always check our. If you don't see a no on our social media, we're still doing it. So come out, you know. Want to see y'all there. Mad love and respect. Kelly, thank you. Thank you. And Mm -hmm. I will see you guys next week, okay? Check out Comedy by Coincidence. Go listen to The Forgiving Tree. And most of all, have a tremendous week. Love you. Bye.